G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Vision 180. Live different. Different. Your Saturday Night Simulcast and Vision 180 right across Australia and on Vision Christian Radio. Mel keeping your company tonight and we have the absolute pleasure of being joined by the incredible singer and songwriter Phil Wickham. Now Phil has written countless worship songs over the year, years. He started worship leading at the age of 12. You'd probably know him from this, this one. This is amazing most popular worship songs that is sung in churches all around the world. It's so great to have you on Vision 180, Phil. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you. It's great to be here with you. Now, you have been leading worship, what, since you were like 12 years old? So it's, it's been a little while. I've been doing it for a while. Yeah, I'm 36 years now, so most of my life I've been... Did you know back then when you were 12, did you know that this is this is what I want to do for the rest of my life? I knew it's what I wanted to do for the rest of my life, but I, it never occurred to me that it's something I could do for the rest of my life. And uh, yeah, I, I really, I, it never even entered my mind that it was ever going to be my job to write music and travel around. Well, not travel around as much this year in yeah. 2020, but... But to write to write music and to lead people in worship, I just thought, you know, I'll, I'll do it as many times as God will let me. But there's got to be there's, there's eventually sometime I need, I need to like get a I need to go to college and get a real job. How's 2020 been for you with like COVID and everything? How have you juggled it all? Well, I mean, how have we all juggled it? You know, it's been a it's been a wild year. Um, I think we're all. The more people I talk to, you know, and I, I get I, and you sounds like you do too, obviously with your job, but. My job, I, I end up communicating with people all over the country and even occasionally the world with yourself. And uh, and though we're all in different cities and our jobs are affected in different ways and, you know, some are more affected than others. Ultimately, it seems like a lot of us have the same story, you know? Yeah. Uh, where we're, we're all just kind of like, this is weird and what's going on and I'm sick of being home and how long do I have to wear this mask again? <laughs> yes. And when is the vaccine coming and do I trust the vaccine coming so soon? And do I have to homeschool my kids now? All that stuff, you know, everybody's, everybody's kind of facing, it, it's almost, it's literally made the world smaller mm. to me and a lot, even more so just we're all kind of in it together. And um, it's been, a, uh, so for me personally, it's been strange because I've been, I've been home a lot more than I ever have yeah. since I was 17 years old. And, and in a lot of ways, it's been a really beautiful thing for me and my family. Uh, just um, really having some consistent time home with my kids and not breaking it up with four days away and four days home, four days away. Yeah. That's been, I think, a very healthy thing for my kids. And even in my marriage, it's been really sweet. And uh, I've, I've had so much extra time to write and work on new music. So there's a lot to be thankful for in the midst of all of the loss and the mm. grieving and the change. Um, I mean, but yeah, it's such a big question. Now, Phil, what has the biggest change for you this year in 2020? Uh, we've got a we got a dog now. I never thought we'd have a dog. Oh, we you got, got a, a COVID, COVID dog. I know dogs. so many people that got COVID dogs. <laughs> yeah, we, we were one of them. And it, we actually, it's a funny story with us because we, we thought we were buying like a full-bred golden doodle. Do you know what those are? Oh. Um, it's a poodle I, and a gold, 
I'm so jealous. I want one of them so bad. And well, my husband's just like, no, be- I'm not getting one of them. <laughs> well, you're not going to be jealous after this story because we thought we were buying one. Um, but we got conned by a breeder. We live in San Diego. She was a legit golden doodle breeder. And golden doodles are like, they, she charges $3,000 per puppy. You yeah, know? they're so not it's like, cheap. Okay, we're diving in there. Yeah, we're going for it. And uh, it ends up, we and about 70 other families around San Diego bought dogs that we thought were golden doodles. But these are just, these are just poodle mutts. <laughs> we got from Mexico, from Tijuana. She dyed them brown and called them golden doodles and sold these mutts that she got for free for $3,000 in the left town. It like made local news. You're kidding. Um, it's, it's like, it was like a whole thing. And we, we were one of the families that got totally conned. So our dog ended up growing out white hair. It's not golden at all. Our dog ended up having, our dog had mange and gave, and I didn't even know mange was a real thing. I thought it was just an adjective to describe a dirty yeah, dog. Yeah, I don't even know what mange is, actually. Is that a- mange is like, it's like a mite infestation of a dog. Uh-huh. It's like worse than fleas because it takes forever. And her hair started falling out and she looked like a little rat. And then my son got it and got like rashes all over his body. And so, I mean, it was just like so 2020. All like, It's just typical. Anyways, <laughs> we love her now. It's actually hilarious. See, I, I like this story because we actually love her now. She's a great dog. She's healthy. Our family's healthy. Um, no one's allergic to her. You know, this was like, are you kidding me? Like literally... There's a picture of our pup. We're watching San Diego News, and there's a picture of our puppy, like saying, "These are all the dogs that she sold that were not really, you know, golden doodles." I'm just like, "Oh my goodness!" How long so did anyway, it take you to figure it out that this wasn't a golden doodle? Was it just when the the like fair color well, changed? Or? Yeah, well, about two weeks into it, you know, her hair started. We got a really small because um, she's a mini golden doodle, and her hair started growing out, and it was just a hard line between. It looked like. You know when like in sync, remember like that Ray band in sync? They would like in sync would frost the tips. The tips, you know? yeah. It was like that, and we're like, oh, that's interesting. Her, her, her beautiful golden hair is just uh, turned exactly white, you know. And then, and then after her hair grew up more, it's just like she had like this brown tip on the end of her white hair. Was just like this is weird. And then some people on Facebook gotten found out that we bought a dog and connected with my wife on Facebook, and they had like a little group of moms. That all were like having these dogs with mange and their hair was going out white. That's crazy. So now I think we're not involved with it, but I think some people are even like suing this lady. That's so crazy. Judge Judy is like a television show over here where like you watch this like, I don't know if you guys know what that is. I've heard of it, but yeah. She's she's considering picking up the case uh, (laughs) for TV. I know, it's so good. Yeah, I think it's both. Yeah. You know, uh, in some ways it's, I don't ever want to like, I'm like gotten so used to being home and I've got my, I'm right now I'm in my little office space that I've created this year. And <laughs> been, I've been, just, I've been writing so much, like writing so much over zoom with, with guys from all over the, you know, all over the country and new worship songs and new songs for the church and uh, more more writing than I've ever done before and making more content and connecting with people online. And really mm. just, um, had, had uh, we you know broke through some ba- barriers and had some creativity of like wow this is a, this is it's definitely thing I've added things to this year that I won't stop doing once everything opens up again. You That's know? cool. Yeah. So in some ways, some ways I'm I'm not. I mean I could I, I kind of gotten used to not traveling in a way. Um, but yeah, for sure I'm being in front being with a group of people, whether it's in my local church or 
you know, in another state or another country, being with a group of people or we're just all kind of in or in it together, pressing into the presence of God, lifting mm-hmm. up the name of Jesus. It's just, I miss yeah. very, very much. Do you think you have enough new songs for a new album yet? I'm very, very far down the road on our album. So I, I released a song um, that's going to, that's the first kind of single off my upcoming batch of new songs. Uh, and the new song's called Battle Belong. Yeah. And, uh, but there's, there's, I mean, man, there was 40, 50 songs that I was excited about, you know, and then wow. we've, we've narrowed it down. like, okay, what is this record supposed to be? And, and, uh, and what was supposed to be on this one? So we've got, uh, I think 14 that we've recorded or I think we're all the way done with 10 of them. And the last four are like maybe about a month away from being finished. That's awesome. And, uh, and so, yeah, we're going to start probably releasing in January, um, releasing one song a month uh, for a few months and put out the record. Yeah. And then I, I, I made a, I, I, um, I did a Christmas record last year that I found out just won a Dove Award, which is cool. Oh, my um, gosh. Congratulations. Yeah. That's Christmas awesome. Award. I'll take that. That's fun. Um, <laughs> just found that out a couple of days ago. That's amazing. And, uh, I know. So fun. And, uh, and, uh, but even before I knew it won anything and not that anybody, no, people are like, what the heck, what's a dub award? I don't even know, you know, but, um, uh, even before I knew it won anything, I, 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 did, I wanted to do a very chill acoustic version of that record, just like acoustic guitars and pianos and cellos and stuff. So we recorded that and that's coming out in a few weeks. We got that coming out, then all the music and, um, there's a lot, there's a couple of other projects in the world. There's been a lot of time this year. You get yeah. a lot of projects down the road. And so I'm excited to share it all in 2021. Yeah, I cannot wait. That's one good thing I'm looking forward to next year. A lot of artists are like, got all this new content um, now because they've had all this time to write stuff. There's going to be, oh my goodness, there's going to be so much. And I just, I know all my friends are just recording right now. Yeah, you know, me that too. I do what I do. <laughs> Everybody's recording. And so come come February, March, April, May, there's just going to be so much new music. It's going to be awesome. We are catching up with the very talented singer and songwriter, Phil Wickham. You've just brought out a brand new song, Phil. It's called Battle Belong. When I fly, I'll fight on my knees with my hands in- It's just so powerful and inspiring. Like when I first heard it, I just listened to it over and over and over. Can you tell us what inspired you to write this one? Did you have some kind of life-changing moment? I definitely felt, as, as that chorus filled out, well, it started with a friend of mine who we, we now, now we've got a couple songs in our belt that a lot of them I'm very, very thankful. Like uh, my friend Brian Johnson, who's a part of the Bethel crew, mm-hmm. um, you know, we wrote Living Hope together and we wrote Battle Belongs together and there's a song called God of Revival that it's been really sweet to see that become a prayer in churches around. There's several others that God has given us kind of a cool relationship, cool friendship and we just, it's easy to write songs with them, you know? And, and so we were on the, on a FaceTime one day talking about something and he's like, and he's like, oh bro, like we need, we need to write a song um, about this. He's like, the other day my buddy showed me his tattoo and it said, I fight on my knees and it was a praying hand. Oh. And I was like, I was like, I was like, oh, that, and I, it, it spurred, and it, so it was just some guy's tattoo that spurred on this idea. Like, oh my goodness, that would be an amazing idea for a song. Yeah. I'm like, what if it's, and, I, and immediately after I sat at the piano right then, I said, and I started singing, when I fight, I fight on, and literally the chorus just came out, like the wow. whole chorus. 
uh, front to back, and uh, and he's like, "Bro, what just happened?" I'm like, "I don't know. This is special." <laughs> this is and, it. Uh, and then over the next the next couple months, we just we kind of texted back and forth, maybe this, maybe that for the verses, and we had nothing too too strong of it, like nothing we really had settled on. And then fast forward like six months, we were I was out in the tour with Bethel last uh, last uh, fall, and Brian and I were in the car going from the airport to the venue, and he's like, "Man." Like we need to leave Battle Belongs tonight, or it wasn't even called Battle Belongs. He was saying we need to leave fight on we need to leave fight on my knees tonight is what we would call it at first. <laughs> and uh, and I was just like, man, we don't even have verses for that song. He's like, we can just step around, let's pick the best one. They're like we can always change it. And I was like, and so we kind of we listened to in the car ride. We listened to all these different voice memos going through text. Like, okay, that's cool. This is cool. Okay, that's bad. Or and then by the time we got to the venue. Um, we had the Battle Belongs, we had the first draft of Battle Belongs done, which ended up being the final draft, as time would tell, because we showed it to the band an hour after that. Wow. The band learned it. And two hours after that, we played it for the first time. I think, we, man, where were we? Chicago, maybe? We're in a, this, the, the Fillmore Theater in Chicago. And wow. Like, I was like, okay, Phil, don't forget these lyrics. Don't forget this song. I, I've never <laughs> sang it before. Yeah. Um, but I remember opening my eyes the second chorus after people had learned it. And it felt like the whole room, front to back, was lifting their hands and yeah. singing it so loud. It, it became like a 10-minute version of the song. People just kept singing the chorus over and over. And I remember looking at Brian, and, and he looked at me. He was like, okay, this is it's like we've got a special song, you know? Um, and so, I, again, it it seems like a song that would have come out of a really hard a battle, you mm. know, but it really specifically it, it, I can't, I can't think of one thing in my life I was going through or one thing in Brian's life that that specific moment was going mm. through. So I remember thinking, what is this song for? You know what? Uh, I'm so curious where this song's going to live and if it's for a specific time or purpose. And then, yeah. and then 2020 rolled around and stuff started happening. And this song really took on so much depth for me. Mm. Um, before we start recording it, before we knew it was going to be a single, I just started singing around the house in 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 the evenings or in the car when I'm listening to the news, and it's just like, oh lord, it, yeah. it just would always center my mind. I'm like, okay, you're in control. I'm just like, just just like in Second Chronicles 20, where that battle belongs to the Lord phrase comes from. Just like your people worshipped into the face of the enemy mm. and worship was like a worship was a weapon into the darkness you know against the darkness i'm just gonna in my own heart i'm gonna worship you you know and mm. and uh so this song became a really a big anthem to me and it's, it's been amazing last couple months um how I, i've never had a song connect so quickly that I've ever put out. Your Saturday night simulcast of Vision 180 on Vision Christian Radio right across Australia. We are catching up with singer and songwriter Phil Wickham. He's just brought out the brand new single Battle Belong. When I fly, I on my knees with my head now, Phil, you you came to that point where you're like, I don't know if we're going to be able to do a music video or not. It was right in the middle of COVID. So how did it all come together? Did you have to juggle a lot of restrictions with COVID? Um, yeah, but I mean, we if you even look at the music video, we're all, everybody in the shot is at least six feet apart from each other, you know? So we were, yeah. trying, we were trying to be as respectful to the regulations as possible, but <laughs> so we may have kind of... May have may have done a few things that would be frowned upon. I don't know, uh, but we really, we really. I mean, even off camera, everybody had face masks and all that. Um, and and the idea for I always wanted to make this music video, um, like you know, just just literally record a moment where I'm singing it in my church with with a with a full room, mm-hmm. and then 
just to kind of say like this is what the song is written for for the church to sing it and pray it out and that was impossible yeah. and uh and so honestly i just i was just i remember saying uh, literally a week before we recorded this video i remember telling the people that where i work with it's like you know what let's just let's wait so we can do it right people understand that there's no music video you know yeah um and uh and then um i i invited um some of my a few of my band guys over during the whole all the pandemic stuff um once a month me and they're they're some of my best friends my band guys and we, they would come to my back they would go around my my back gate into my backyard and we'd sit kind of socially distanced around my fire and just catch up and pray for each other and and uh and, ha- and i might grill some burgers or whatever and Love that. Be, it, it'd be like yeah it was so it was so life-giving um and my guitar player he surprised us by fl- he lives in portland oregon and he surprised us by flying down he's like man flights were 50 dollars. that's Thanks, awesome COVID, you know uh and so he and so he called the day before he said hey i'm coming down guys this book flights and then i just thought wait my whole band is going to be together tomorrow I'm like we should record a music video and so literally Less than 24 hours before we recorded that video, um, I I called my church. I said, "Hey, is, can we use the room?" They're like, "Well, we're not using it right now." Then I called my buddy who has a camera, and I said, "Hey, will you come over and shoot this thing?" So literally, one guy, oh, two guys on two cameras, and uh, and we just got in the room and shot it. So like, it wasn't. <laughs> we, it, That's awesome. I've never done a music video like that, but no planning at all. We just did it, you know, and it turned out good. Yeah. Well, our, I think there's over a million views on it already. Yes, yeah, so I was going to say, last I checked, there was like a million YouTube views. So pretty good for one that just kind of came together. <laughs> I know, it's amazing. I love it. Have you had much reaction from people listening to the song? I mean, they've had, I mean, it's been out for a little while now. Have you had many people write to you about it? Yeah, I, I think I've kind of mentioned it before, but I've, um, in a, in a, in a really, for me, in a really big way, a lot of reaction. Mm. I don't think, so it's been out for about two months when we're, we're talking right now, maybe a little over two months. Yeah. And I can't, I've never put out a song and in that short amount of time had such a, such a reaction. I, I think, I think there's, some, there's just a really special spirit and power that God has breathed onto the song itself, just regardless, which I'm so yeah. thankful to be a part of that but also i think people are really tuned into to what the social media and what's going on so maybe they're aware of it but i think really it's just the, the song what it's saying and the timing of what we're all going through is just like this kind of marriage of, of faith into the moment of uncertainty that i think people are really connecting with and i mean i just i started after the first like three or four days i just thought man i need to start screenshotting these dms and these comments yeah. and these tweets because it's just like it was so every day it felt like 20 stories that would bring tears to my eyes. I'm like, thank you for this song. We're playing it um, over my, my grandma has COVID. She's on her deathbed right now. We're playing yeah. it over and over again in the room. Thank you for this song. Um, I haven't been able to see my wife and she's having a baby, but my kids won't, I can't go in because of COVID. It's this whole, but like it's all, it was just story after story after story after story of all these things that stuff that have nothing to do with COVID either. Just the <laughs> song becoming, um, a faith builder and an encouragement in people's lives. And, and uh, so I, I was, I genuinely, um, I, I genuinely was over, overwhelmed, like emo- emotionally, just yeah. by um, what people had to say. 
You have written a lot of worship songs over the years, and I know this is a really hard question, but is there one that stands out for you that you really love playing live and that when you play it, everyone just lights up? Yeah, well, I think, I mean, there's a lot. I like a lot of, I mean, I'm very close to a lot of songs I've written, especially the ones I put on the records, obviously. You know, they're, they're there for a reason for me. But when it really comes down to it, I just I just love writing songs that end up being um, used by the church, you know. Like yeah. that that's where that's that's where like I like the rubber meets the road, as they you know as they say for me. Which, you know, there's a lot of songs that mean a lot to me, but the songs that seem to have a fresh breath for the church, right? So that those are like mm. you know, Living Hope is one that I just I can't wait to sing it, you know, because it seems like that's got the real seems like that's really become a song that has connected in that way. And, hmm. I mean, uh, I will say I'm getting a little tired of This Is Amazing Grace. Uh, I was going to ask that. <laughs> like, that's been up for a while. But at the same time, it's, it's like, you know, people would be like, hey, don't, you know, can you come? Make sure you put This Amazing Grace in the set list, you know? And it's like, really? Like, again? <laughs> people really want to hear that again, and then I'll do it, and everybody's like, woo, you know, and start singing it. So it's like, Okay, you know, but is. like for them, they haven't heard it that but, yeah, much. But for you, for sure. <laughs> you're like every single set. <laughs> yeah, they definitely haven't heard it. They haven't heard me sing it as much as I've heard me sing it. <laughs> yeah, sure. that must be so hard to get into worship when you're just like, ah, oh, <laughs> so sick of this song. <laughs> yeah, well, that's, I'm sick of it. I'm like, oh no, okay, here it comes. Okay, here we go. And then I start playing it, and then in the room, you know, if yeah. if it seems like everybody's excited and into it. It's like, oh yeah, I love this song. Yeah. It's the people that make it fresh every time. Phil, you mentioned previously that you have some new music coming out. You've had a lot of time to write some new stuff while being in lockdown. Do you have any plans to try and go on tour or are you just going to wait and see what happens with the borders and everything? I'm trying, I want to be, you know, I don't want to be cavalier and, you know, there's, I I have some friends that maybe are, or, or people I know that when it's like open it all up and like let's 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 lead the way it's like well you know let's yeah let's let's be let's be re- respectful and and submissive to a point to where but let's honor god first and so let's let's, let's be wise you know yeah. um, but there are several several areas and and churches and states in, a, in the u.s where you can hold events in certain ways some some places you can do the drive-in thing and i've done i've been a part of a few of them and Honestly, it's, it's a little weird, but, but there is a sense of togetherness and a sense of like, hey, we're all in this together and we're making it work. It's really special. Um, so we, we thought about doing some of that. Um, but there are, there are several states where, you know, you can meet in a 20, as long as people have face masks and there's hand sanitizing going on and all that, as long as you meet some, some requirements, you can meet like 25% capacity in some yeah. places. And, and so, um, uh, and so I don't know if that merits like going out with the full band and production and all that, but we've, we've talked about going out and just doing some, maybe me and another artist or two going out and doing some acoustic nights cool. worship, you know? So, so you, you know, a lot of times the people, the people that are coming to the building are, are covering the cost of what it takes to put on the yeah. event, you know? And so when you, when you, when you diminish that to a quarter, it's like, okay, how do we diminish what we're doing? to a quarter but still make it powerful and so i think we're coming up with some cool creative ways to do that and i'm actually doing that in florida three days in florida in in uh, two weekends actually it'll be my first little run of dates in in a long long time and so uh but florida they're wide open and they're trying it out and seeing and 
And so I'm gonna, we're going to go out there and, and check it out. And cool. uh, there are, because it's only 25% full, it's already sold out, you know, and, um, and, uh, and so we'll see how it feels. It might be weird, but we'll try it out. It would be nice to play with a live audience again. It'd yeah. Be really nice. Yes, it will be. Is the drive-in like everyone is in their car? Like they're not allowed to get out of the car? In California, that that's, you're not even allowed to get out. You're, they ask you not to get out of your car. Wow. Um, and and they and they use it's almost like have you ever been to a drive-in theater? No, we don't have? really have them here. It, it used to be a thing back in the seventies yeah. and, and stuff here, but I mean we have I we have one old rundown one in San Diego. I actually don't even know if it's in yeah it, it works anymore. Um, but you know you you drive in and you tune into a frequency on your radio ah. station, and and it connects to and and you know at a drive-in theater you connect with their frequency. And so you're hearing the audio through your car speakers. And so it's the same idea for a lot of these places. And so there's actually not, a, there's not speakers or PA necessarily. So, That's so weird. That. Um, it is weird. So you're literally tuning in to a live broadcast of what's happening up on the stage. It's very, and, and, you know, there might be some kind of PA up there, but, uh, but yeah, it's like listening to the radio, but you're looking up at the stage. And so it's, you know, people are being creative and uh, I, I think people are so, hungry to be a part of something that I was like there's something about being in an event where other people are there at the event too and you're kind of in it together and you know that oh you're here because you like this too and you're here because you agree with this too you know whether it's That's true. basketball or football or a worship event or a, a church service so I think people are hungry for that I know I am yeah you know? and so even if it means even if it means being a little weird you know, like a little, yeah. like kind of funky and like what's going on. It's still, uh, I, th- I think it's still life giving to people. Still so something, yeah. Good. And I can't believe you've never been to Australia. Like, what's the deal? I don't know. <laughs> what's your excuse, Phil? I, I don't know. I, I don't know why I've never been there. I just, I guess I've never really been invited to come to Australia. Okay, no, I, okay. We can make that happen. <laughs> would you ever come? Like, are you, are you keen? Sure. I mean, I, 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 I would love to come to Australia. That'd be amazing. Um, I actually, there have been some opportunities here and there. Um, and flying international is something I don't do as much anymore since I've had the last nine years. I, so my oldest is nine, mm-hmm. then I have a seven-year-old, and I have a five-year-old and a three-year-old. So I'm just getting out of the baby stage for the first time in nine years. Wow! And, uh, yeah. And so, so just I, I've kind of, I've kind of. Um, Leaving for more than three or four nights is rare for me, let alone being in a in, a, in, in another country or in a, in, a, in a time zone that you know I've got you know, that's so so different. You know, and, hard. so that's probably that's probably a reason why too. Just hasn't been like the perfect kind of matchup of dates and times where I feel I feel I'm I'm, I'm okay leaving my wife yeah. to spend for herself with a bunch of kids. You You'll know, have to bring them along with you. <laughs> I know that that's the dream. Uh, have them old enough where they can experience it and and fall in love with traveling and mm. all that. Uh, my my brother in law is Australian, and um, and so we every time he goes out, he's like, you need to come out, you know. And uh, he just I through him and through his there's a lot out of the church that they there, there's an uh, Australian church plant close by. There's so many good Australian families close by now that we've come to know, and it's like makes me want to go there even more because there's there's just a vibe. There's like everybody's just fun and and kind of make fun of each other all the time yeah. because they love each other and like you know what i mean like everybody kind of gets to each other like 
has like little one-liners and it's just, I love it. Oh, I hope you're able to come visit sometime. We all would love to see you perform live one day. That would be amazing. I would love that. Oh, thanks so much for your time, Phil. We really appreciate it. Yeah, well, thank you so much for having me on. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.